Would you join me this morning in the book of Jonah as we continue our study uh, in this book? I, I know we finished the series, but um, I mentioned to you a few weeks back that this is one of my favorite texts to look at when people come to me who are, who are exhibiting anger or who are confessing that they struggle with anger. Uh, this is just a great text to, uh, to see how God analyzes and evaluates his prophet and really challenges Jonah to evaluate his own anger. So if you will, in Jonah chapter 3 and verse 10, and this is what the scripture says, When God saw what they did, and he's speaking here of Nineveh, how they turned from their evil way, God relented the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious and merciful, a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger. Notice that language, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you well to be angry? Do you well to be angry? Now before we move any further, I want you to see how God is interacting with his prophet. Uh, God has a prophet who has run from him, who has hidden from him, and God has gently been moving into Jonah's life, sometimes not as gently through the storm and through the sea and the fish, but God has been graciously pursuing Jonah, and now Jonah is spouting off at him. Jonah has said, this is wrong. Uh, it's exceedingly evil in my eyes, God, what you've done. You've shown mercy to my enemies, and I'm angry. I'm so angry, I've concluded it's better for me not to live than to live in a world where you pardon Ninevites. And, um, and God graciously engages this prophet with a question. Now, I learned something from a mentor of mine growing up. Um, he used to say to me, a question softens the conscience and an accusation hardens the will. A question softens the conscience and accusation hardens the will. Um, and this is an important little tool that uh, you can use in your families. Uh, you know, when, when someone does something that upsets you and you go in and accuse them, uh, you've started a fight already. Uh, but if you can gently ask them a question and maybe draw them out, you can actually have a, a moment of discipleship, uh, which is what we're about as God's children. But I want you to see how gracious God is uh, to the Nineveh. Uh, to Jonah uh, as he engages him in his anger. And I think that's the, uh, the main lesson, is that God graciously asks Jonah to evaluate himself and to evaluate his anger. Uh, God is asking Jonah to evaluate himself and his anger. Now I want to look at the text. The ESV, when it asks that question, do you well to be angry, that's exactly how it says it, but the New American Standard brings out sort of a different meaning. Do you have a good reason uh, to be angry? And listen to how the NIV says it. Do you have the right uh, to be angry? 
Now, all of these kind of say the same thing, but they do have a different emphasis. One is, do you well? Is this the right thing to do, Jonah, to be this angry? Uh, the, the New American focuses more on, do you have a good reason? It's, it's okay to be angry if your reason is right, if it's righteous. And the NIV really zeroes in on that and says, uh, uses the word right. Do you have the right to be angry? Uh, great, a great question from the Lord. And I want you to look at those words well, good reason, and right, and see what God is asking Jonah. God is asking Jonah to evaluate his anger. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but anger can be evaluated. Um, I know anger feels autonomic. It feels like uh, you didn't think about it. It just happened. Someone caught, cut you off on, uh, on the road, and suddenly you had an outburst of anger. And you didn't mean to. It just happened. Um, I think God would challenge that autonomic idea of our emotions. Our emotions come from a place within us, uh, a worldview that we've created. And um, I think God says we can evaluate our emotions and see if they're proper, see if they're righteous. Um, anger itself can be evaluated. Um, and anger is not a morally neutral emotion from morally neutral beings. Um, if my dog gets angry, I, 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 you know, I swat him away or I, I put him downstairs. Um, he's, he's not an image bearer of God. And so I don't hold him responsible for animalistic tendencies. But folks, we're much more than that. Uh, we are image bearers of God who are called by God uh, to reflect his glory. And so as image bearers, um, we are not morally neutral and nothing that we do is morally neutral. So what might feel natural is still, by God, not neutral. And I think that's, uh, that's an important point to make. Anger can be evaluated and should be evaluated based on the motives behind it, based on the thoughts that we're experiencing when we're angry, based on the actions that we take when we're angry, and the results of those actions. All of that is objective uh, realities that we can evaluate. And I think that's exactly what God is doing. So the first point in your outline is that anger uh, can be evaluated. The second thing is found in that little phrase, do you have? Um, and here's where God is, is zeroing in, not, on, not just on, is your reason right, but helping Jonah see that he is actually made a statement of judgment, that Jonah has actually evaluated God's activities. And so the, the you there, the do you, all right, it, this, is, this is an image bearer who has become an image user and has sort of usurped God's role. And uh, now he's the judge of what God is doing. And so God is it's addressing the person who's making this evaluation. And, uh, and that's point number two. Anger itself is an evaluation. Uh, when you get angry, you're making a statement of judgment. Uh, you're looking at the situation that you've just witnessed, 
Maybe it's someone who's cut you off or someone who ate the last chocolate chip cookie uh, and there's no more or someone who, who drank the last Diet Coke. Um, and, and you evaluate the situation and say, who drank my Diet Coke? That's wrong. Uh, that was my Diet Coke. I had put my name on it. Um, as, a, as a human being, as a moral being, you are evaluating the situation and creating a judgment, making a judgment on the righteousness or unrighteousness of what you have just experienced or witnessed. And that's an important point that God is addressing with Jonah. Um, anger itself is a statement of judgment. Uh, as image bearers, we are supposed to be angry. Adam and Eve should have gotten angry when the serpent tempted them uh, in the garden. They didn't, but they should have. Uh, God was angry about that. Uh, so the angriest person in the Bible, Powelson says, is God. Uh, read Romans 1. The wrath of God is, is poured out. Read Revelation. Read Exodus 33 as God explains who he is as merciful and full of wrath, storing up wrath against evildoers. Anger is not in itself sinful. Uh, as image bearers, we're supposed to be angry. The, the problem comes uh, with, with image bearers saying, I'm going to evaluate this situation based on my perspective, on my understanding, and I'm going to give my judgment instead of giving God's judgment on the situation. Uh, so anger itself is a statement of judgment, and God is asking Jonah, Jonah, you're making the statement of judgment. Uh, did you get it right? And uh, have you thought about yourself in this moment? Um, image bearers become image users, discerning good and evil as earthly gods. Uh, and this is, this is the problem with our anger. This is what often makes our anger sinful, is that we evaluate a situation, and instead of saying, according to the scriptures, this is what's right and wrong, it's based on our own judgment, our own worldview, our own standards, and often our own self-righteousness. Uh, when I see someone who's not performing to my standards or my levels, and I say that's wrong or that's a bad job, I'm making an evaluation, not based on their ability, their education, their training, but based on myself as the objective standard. And, uh, and this is what often makes our judgment wrong. And this is where we become usurpers of God uh, in this world. I love what Paulson said. He said, uh, we have an active internal criminal justice system. We have an active internal criminal justice system. Prosecutor, judge, jury. The one thing he says that's missing is the defense for the accused. Um, think about that as we express our anger towards people. Who's defending them in our hearts? It should be the Holy Spirit, but... Uh, who's defending them? We have this active internal criminal justice system, system with no defense attorney. And it reveals kind of the, the deeper issue with our anger, and that is the distortion of sin. Uh, we call this the noetic effect of sin, that when Adam and Eve sinned, not only was their relationship with God broken, but their entire being 
uh, from tip to toe was corrupted by sin. Uh, and so we don't see clearly today. We don't see the world clearly. We don't see each other clearly. We don't see God clearly. We don't see ourselves clearly. Um, and that distortion is what causes us to make judgments that are in error, that we don't have the right to make. Uh, we don't have a good reason for this judgment, um, and our criminal justice system has kicked in, our internal criminal justice system, and we are making these judgments, and, um, and we've, you, we've usurped the role of God uh, in the world and in our lives. What's Jonah's judgment? Think about that for a second. What is Jonah's judgment? Uh, in the text, Jonah is accusing God of doing wrong. He's concluding that God being merciful to Nineveh was the wrong thing to do. And it's the thing he knew God would do because he knows who God is, and yet he does not want to live in a world where God is merciful to his enemies. Um, and so, you know, to ask the question of Jonah, Jonah, what evaluations are you making? What is your anger saying? Uh, the judgments that you're making, and, and look who he's actually accusing. Um, he's not accusing the Ninevites of being evil. He, that's a foregone conclusion. He's actually accusing God of being evil because God has made a judgment, a decision different than Jonah's. Um, so Jonah's judgment is very revealing here uh, that he's made an evaluation and God is asking him to, uh, to confront that or to repent of that. The next phrase is in these words, to be angry. Uh, do you have the right to be angry? And it points to the idea that anger is something that we do. Uh, it's moral beings doing moral activities, uh, having moral responses, moral thoughts, moral um, uh, emotions. Uh, anger is something that we do. Um, and again, it's not neutral. Our actions are very telling. There's often yelling, threats, curses, gestures, exaggerations. I always or you always do. Um, there's bitterness and there's often a plot for revenge. The emotions are hot. Uh, we, we say that. We say I'm hot right now. I'm um, about to blow, uh, we feel flush, uh, there's an irritability, often there's a self-pity that is expressed, there's a criticalness toward others, and all these are evaluations, right? All these are evaluations. Um, there's an impatience, there's an anxiousness that goes along with our anger, and then there are the thoughts behind anger, uh, thoughts of uh, Curse words <laughs> that we won't say out loud. The mental thoughts that were the mental words that we're having in our brains. Uh, the pictures, uh, sometimes dreaming of retaliation. Um, the attitudes, the judgments, and the scripts for revenge. And Paulson uh, kind of lays some of those out in his 1995 article. Um, what are the consequences of our anger? This is what we do. This is how anger is an activity that we engage in. But think about the consequences. This is where James 1.20 is very helpful. He says uh, that we're to be slow to anger, uh, quick, quick to hear, 
slow to speak, slow to anger. And he says, for the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. The wrath of man, the anger of man, the ESV says, does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Now think about what your anger at home has accomplished. Uh, it may have scared the children and gotten everybody to obey for a little bit, but it also scared them, and now they're afraid of you. Uh, you were a bully. You intimidated. Um, your, your spouse feels farther away from you. Your children are farther away, though they might be more compliant. Uh, but it didn't accomplish anything righteous. Uh, think about the destructiveness, the divisiveness, and the, the divisions that anger can create in business, uh, in your office, in church. Um, anger is a very destructive thing. And so the consequences need to be addressed, need to be evaluated. The thoughts that you're having uh, need to be evaluated. The the uh, emotions, the feelings that you're having need to be evaluated, as do the actual actions uh, that you might take. What is Jonah doing? Well, he's complaining. That's an easy one, right? Um, but he is uh, hes suicidal, at least in his words. <laughs> he's wishing for the end of his life uh, in this moment. He's so mad. Um He's certainly uh, giving God a good outburst, a good tongue lashing in this moment. And um, he's really revealing that anger has gotten the better of him. And this is a great difference between God and Jonah, between us and God. Remember when we read the text, it said God is slow to anger. Um, this is actually a godlike quality, uh, that anger does not get out of control with God. Uh, his anger is slow to it, uh, and once he's there, it's as controlled as Jesus uh, cleaning out the temple. Uh, Jesus was angry, but it, he took the time to go and build a, a whip out of reeds and then to go into the temple to accomplish what he believed and what Scripture affirms was a righteous activity of cleansing God's temple, his, his temple, uh, his father's house. So, that slow control is something that is a quality of, of righteous anger, not of, uh, not of unrighteous anger. Unrighteous anger tends to be an outburst. It tends to be something we move into very quickly. All right, so some applications. Uh, have you ever evaluated your emotions? Have you ever evaluated your emotions? Or have you taken for granted that you have them and they're just there? Um, they might come, and I would argue that they do come, uh, out of a worldview, uh, out of a thought process, a belief system that you're living in, that I'm living in. If I think the world should function around me at the center, then when it doesn't, I'm going to declare that wrong. I'm going to say, I'm going to make a judgment about something that happens that, that doesn't fit within my worldview. And that judgment is going to be based on something. And so I think it's right for us to evaluate our anger. We're going to talk about anxiety in a couple of weeks. And I, I think you'll see that anxiety kind of functions the same way. If we evaluate why we're anxious, um, it's because God's not at the center. Uh, someone else is. 
But have you ever evaluated your emotions? Have you ever evaluated the thoughts, actions, uh, feelings that are behind those expressions? Have you ever um, objectively asked if, if this is uh, righteous? Uh, and, and do you dare, I guess I would ask, would you, would you dare today uh, to evaluate your, your anger and to evaluate your emotions? A second question, what does your anger say that you want or believe? What does your anger say that you want or believe? Now, this is one of the questions that uh, Paulson uh, encourages counselors to ask their counselees. Um, because behind anger is a belief system and behind anger is a desire. Uh, I want something and sometimes anger is the way that I'm going about getting it. Um, but step back and evaluate your anger. And this is a great exercise, a great question to ask your children when they're angry is to, to gently move into their anger and ask them, what is it that you want? Um, help me understand the, and, and listen to the judgment that they're making about what their brother did or about what their sister did. Listen to that judgment and then ask them, well, what is it that you wanted? Uh, what, what do you think should have happened? And then you can start helping them see that their judgment is based on a worldview that is, is not Christ-centered, it is self-centered. Um, so what does your anger say that you want or believe? And then thirdly, what has your anger produced? I mentioned James 1.20. Um, it's a great text to, to look at. The wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Um, that's just a bold statement from the scripture. Um, it might feel good. It might feel productive. Scripture tells us our anger is not productive. Uh, man's wrath is not productive. God's wrath is productive. Um, and we'll talk about what anger is supposed to do, how it's supposed to help us be productive. Um, but man's, and this is, he's talking about man in his ethical sense, the sinful man's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Um, so I wonder if you've ever stopped and evaluated what your anger has accomplished, um, other than getting everyone else on their, on their heels and hiding from you or afraid of you or joining you in your outrage in creating division within a community. Um, what has your anger actually produced? So think about those questions. Do the study questions that are there, the reflection. I think those will be helpful. And I want to end by reminding you that God has grace for angry children. Um, be assured that God loves you. Uh, if you've noticed anger and been able to look into the eye of your own evaluation, um, then uh, be assured that God loves you and that he is, he's got lots of grace for angry people, for his angry children. And he wants to help you to repent of taking that place of judge, jury, and execution. God bless you. Father, thanks for the time in your word. Uh, help us to see our anger and to evaluate uh, whether we're righteous in our expression, or whether it comes out of a worldview with self at the center. Um, Lord, help us to be angry about the things that you're angry about um, and to... Uh, to react appropriately. Um, but Lord, give us, give us grace over our sinful anger, I pray in Jesus' name.